Well, this morning I'm going to talk, I think you have an outline, about um, what's on my heart, um, as Brian mentioned, and that is the gospel, evangelism. Um, there was this guy that went out uh, for a walk with his dog, and uh, it was by, by a, a lake near his home, and the guy throws a stick into the water, and his uh, dog walks on the water, picks up the stick, and brings it back. Now, the dog owner is thinking he is losing his mind. He can't believe what just happened. Thinks to himself, oh my, oh my, what's going on? Tomorrow I know. I'll bring my neighbor to see this. Then I'll have a witness. The next day, he brings his neighbor. He gets another stick and throws the stick into the lake. And the dog again walks on the water, retrieves the stick, and brings it back. He turns to his neighbor and asks his neighbor if he noticed anything unusual about his dog. The neighbor said, well, yes, uh, yes, I did. The dog owner asked, well, well, what was it? The neighbor said, your dog can't swim. <laughs> Do you realize that some people's understanding of the gospel is a total misunderstanding of what the actual biblical gospel is. So, so what is the gospel? Well, boiled down to its most basic meaning, it's good news. But specifically, what is this good news? People, maybe you've heard them say, people will say this, that the gospel is like, live the gospel. Do the gospel. Be the gospel. These very real understandings that people have of the gospel are actually serious misunderstandings. They're not the gospel at all. Those inaccurate live, be, or do the gospel may indeed be about kingdom living feeding the poor, visiting the prisoner, clothing the naked, taking care of the sick, not being a drunkard, not being immoral, but those are not the gospel. Those practices and activities are absolutely to be exhibited by those who have embraced and have received Jesus Christ. Truth is, good works are not a cause of your salvation, but are a direct result of you being freely saved by His grace. The loosely used word gospel has sometimes diminished the importance of the actual meaning of the term. Some believe the gospel is synonymous with a thing that is true. For example, they say it's sold out. The item is sold out on Amazon. But don't take that as gospel. It's 
Sometimes the gospel is referred to as a fervent style of black American evangelical or charismatic religious singing developed from spirituals sung by the Baptists or the Pentecostals. Or to label the record of Jesus' life and ministry as the Gospels. The record of Jesus' life and teaching in the first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke are known as the Synoptic Gospels because those three are very similar in contrast to the Gospel of John, which has distinct differences for John's reading audience. The Synoptic Gospels appear to emphasize the gospel of the kingdom more than John does. These three gospels heavily include a corporate effect of membership of this kingdom, and John's gospel strongly emphasizes Jesus' deity and the individual's need to respond to Christ. John underlines God's saving grace, focusing more on the individual aspect of how to become a citizen of the kingdom. These four Gospels, detailing the life of Jesus, while not the actual Gospel, do bring an overall picture of the good news, showing the Gospel is both about the kingdom and how to become a citizen of the kingdom. So, in a nutshell, the gospel is about the kingdom of God and the way to gain entry as a citizen through Jesus alone. Still, people misunderstand what the gospel is. The gospel is both simple enough to tell a child and profound enough for the greatest minds to explore. The gospel has been described as a pool in which a toddler can wade in and yet where an elephant can swim. There are essentially three camps as it has to do with those professed followers of Jesus tasked with handling this gospel made up of theologically liberal, moderate, and conservative thinkers. In fact, over two billion people are apparently found to be under this very, very large umbrella who hold to differing views on this subject of the gospel. My hope as you leave here this morning is to give a more orderly understanding of the important subject of the gospel. Here is, I believe, where the three categories of folks fall in order. It's on your outline, I believe. A and B fall into the category of not being the gospel. And C are those who understand the divine combination, if you will, presented as notes played together that can only communicate the beautiful symphony of the true gospel of God. So let's just quickly break it down. Coming in dead last, it, letter A, folks 
This is real. Lots of people under that umbrella believe this. Folks who believe in a religious universalism. Again, some claiming to be Christians hold to this view that God saves everyone in the end. And there's no hell. They consider all the sin and judgment passages as archaic and irrelevant. Oh, oh, grace, absolutely, for sure, but no divine justice, no judgments. Universalism is a false gospel. And letter B, the gospel of legalism. The teaching that one needs to do something by their effort beyond repenting and believing this good news to be reconciled to God. That message of additions to the saving work of Christ is held, again, by many under this umbrella, yet it is not the biblical gospel. Now, coming in as the winner is the correct understanding, and that is letter C. The gospel is the blending of the kingdom and the truth of salvation in Christ alone, in grace alone, by faith alone. So let me, let me try to explain this important combination. Let's go back to high school chemistry class and picture the periodic table of the elements. Remember that big poster? It takes two elements one sodium and one chloride to get a compound called sodium chloride, common ordinary table salt. Salt in biblical times was an essential part of life. It not only seasoned the food, but it staved off and prevented decay. It preserved the shelf life of food. And we are called to be the salt of the earth, Jesus said. We are to be flavorful, yes, but we are also to help prevent the rapid decay of society. Now, if I might continue borrowing the idea of bringing two elements together to bring this life-giving compound, the good news, the gospel, is all about the kingdom and God's plan to allow one to become a citizen of that kingdom through one way. One way, the substitutionary atonement of the Son of God. Get it? The gospel is the good news of the kingdom and the essential heralding, proclaiming, also known as evangelizing, on how to become a member, a friend, a subject, and citizen of this kingdom. Now, while though... Greek word gospel is often found in Scripture. Sometimes it is modified by various terms that focus on an aspect of the gospel. It's modified by various descriptions and phrases such as, I think up on the screen, the gospel of God, Mark chapter 1 verse 14. Mark Chapter 1 says it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
Romans chapter 1, verse 9, it says, the gospel of the kingdom. And then you have the gospel of grace. And then there's the gospel of the glory of Christ. In Ephesians, it's the gospel of peace. In Revelations, it's the eternal gospel. Now, although these aspects are apparent concerning this one gospel, it's also indicated by various modifiers that this gospel, though, is, is, is essentially one it's one thing, this good news, this gospel includes unearned current benefits if you're a citizen of the kingdom, if you're a member of this kingdom, of healing, of blessing, of deliverance from evil, continued forgiveness of your sins, and various other positives associated with kingdom living. It also comes with a future package of a resurrected, perfected body. No disease, no fears, no tears. Now, we can trace all these phrases about the gospel to the only point of entry into this kingdom, and that is through, only through, belief and reception of this work of Christ and His subsequent resurrection via grace alone in Christ alone. Now, in a day of very depressing headlines and uncertainty all around us, good news ought to be so welcome. What better news could there be then as the old hymn says, the vilest offender who truly believes that moments from Jesus a pardon receives. When biblical Christians who understand and don't have a misunderstanding about the issue of the gospel, they are referring to this message that includes the two elements that make up one compound or one gospel. Again, the one element of good news is that God is king and he has a kingdom for us to enter into, to enjoy, to worship him in, to participate in, which applies to the present and for all eternity. The second element is the only way to become a citizen of this eternal kingdom is that a person needs to believe and receive the good news that Jesus Christ died to pay the penalty for our sin so that we might become a child of God through trust in Him alone. In short, the gospel is the sum total of the rescue mission as God has communicated it to lost humanity as is revealed in His Son through Holy Scripture. Now, I'm paraphrasing the 19th century 
Baptist preacher, Charles Spurgeon, I'm a big fan of his, who over and over underlined the fact that the gospel is both of the kingdom of God and the substitutionary atoning work of Jesus Christ who paid the penalty that we deserved. No chance to be a citizen of this kingdom but for Jesus. That is good news. No works can get you in. No universalism gets you in only through the application of the blood shed from the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, which all invitees, just the whole world, must receive. Jesus, the Son, appeased the wrath of God the Father for us via mercy and grace, changing our position of being guilty to not guilty, from being separated to being reconciled, from being lost to being found, from being a non-citizen to becoming a citizen of the kingdom. Now, there is a warning about another gospel. There are not multiple different gospels from God. There's one gospel. Yet, we must be aware of other fake, so-called good news gospels. They're fake. Fake news? Paul speaks of another gospel, which is not an equivalent to the authentic, but a fake, a total knockoff brand, which its false label includes adding to grace alone, in faith alone, in Christ alone. So important is this idea of standing firm on the one gospel that Paul curses those who preach another gospel. He was so emphatic about this. In the book of Galatians, he says this. I believe it's up on the screen. Yes. I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse, as we have already said. So now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel other than what you have accepted, let them be under God's curse. So the apostle warned of those who offer a gospel of works for salvation, or any other idea in the marketplace rather than grace. So anytime someone offers a gospel of works, preaching the idea of having to, for example, to be baptized to be saved, to do the teachings of the Sermon on the Mount first to be saved, to do social justice to be saved, to be a good person to be saved, to go to church to be saved, 
or the idea that just everyone is saved automatically, no problem. Those are not the gospel. Instead, those messages are bad news. They are false and a terrible distortion. In summary, what is the gospel? It is the message of good news, of salvation. The words of truth offered to mankind by grace through faith in the finished work of Christ on the cross. It is a message not only of everlasting life, but one that encompasses the total plan of God to redeem people from the ravages of sin, death, Satan, and the curse that now covers the earth. This gospel includes opportunity responding to God's solution of Jesus' sacrifice to allow the chance for non-citizens kept out because of unforgiven sin to be forgiven, thus allowing any person to become a citizen, to become a citizen of this kingdom and enjoy the wonders of being this citizen of the eternal kingdom of God forever and ever. No one, no one is automatically a citizen of God's kingdom by birth, by denominational affiliation, by being a good person. Becoming a citizen happens by repentance. Repentance is just that term that means turning around from one direction to another. Becoming a citizen happens by repentance and believing the gospel. The gospel is about the kingdom and how to become a citizen of the kingdom. There was an uh, evangelist that I'm a fan of. Years ago, he gave this illustration. Um, so what I'm going to do now as I close, I'm going I'm to give an opportunity here in a few moments for a couple of different folks. One is for those of you who would say to yourself, you know, I don't think that I'm a citizen of the kingdom, but want to be. I'm going to give you an opportunity to become a citizen of the kingdom by praying. Secondly, there's, a, there's a, probably a much bigger group here this morning that um, need the guidance, um, exhortation, encouragement to go, as Paul told Timothy, to do the work of an evangelist. And all of us can be part of that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray with you as well. I'm going to end with this little story um, the evangelist was on an airplane, he tells this story, it's um, somewhat dated because of the movie selection on the airplane that he was watching, but he was, he was uh, he's from Great Britain and he's taking a plane over to the U.S. And he's watching a movie, um, it's Apollo 13, and so he's got his headphones on and he's just becoming, you know, filled with anguish about watching this movie and the flight attendant comes up and kind of like, are you, are you okay, sir? gets his attention, he takes off his headphones, and he, and he goes, do you know what this movie is about? And she's like, whoa, 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 okay, I th I've watched it, but what, what, do you, what is it about? What do you think it's about? He goes, it's about three men lost in space 
and how millions of people are so concerned. This guy being the evangelist that he was, he goes, continues talking to the flight attendant. He goes, there are millions of people that are lost. And who's concerned? So, my exhortation, my encouragement would be for those of you who are citizens of the kingdom to go in various ways to proclaim the invitation for those that are not citizens to become citizens of this kingdom that you're a part of. With that, I want to pray and give an opportunity, an invitation for those of you who say, you know, I, I just, I haven't received Jesus truly into my life. I haven't turned from where I was going to, to, to follow the Lord, to be a, I want to be an apprentice of Jesus, to follow Him and do the things that He, he wants me to be saved. He wants me to become a, a citizen. And so how do I become a citizen? I just ask Jesus Christ to forgive me of my sins. And so I'm going to give you that opportunity right now just by saying a prayer. If you bow your heads, we just pray together. And uh, I'll ask you to, if you don't mind, just to slip up your hand if you, if you prayed that prayer with me about becoming a citizen of the kingdom. And let's just pray. Let's pray it like this. Father, thank you for Jesus. I have sinned and fallen short of your standards. I know that. Yet I so desire now to, to be forgiven of all my sins. Forgive me. I want to follow you. I want to be a citizen of this kingdom. If you prayed that prayer, just if you could slip your hand up, if anybody around the auditorium has prayed that prayer, just acknowledge that and let somebody know about it. It's such an important message about entrance into the kingdom of God. Okay, you can look up and for the rest of you, for the rest, I want to give you an opportunity respond to respond to in prayer just by coming up front. If you really want to have God's hand on you in a special way, I think God imparts power and favor on folks who, who desire to uh, break through the barriers of sharing your faith, um, to give you confidence urgency, if you will, of proclaiming the good news, the good news of Jesus Christ to your friends, neighbors, even strangers. And um, I, I just said uh, the prayer team is available and just to pray over you, to empower you, to be evangelistic, to be fruitful even in your evangelism and your sharing of the faith. And of course, there are, are numbers of folks who, who need a touch of God's healing. That's part of the kingdom, right? To appeal to God for healing, for deliverance, for the, the stuff that goes on in life, the trials of life, 
the suffering in life, which is part of this journey. But God gives reprieve, and He gives a touch for us um, to be touched by Him in those areas. And so I would encourage you to come up and get, get prayer. Uh, the team will come up and pray for you. Is that how it works, Brian? People just come on up and the team is available up here. Uh, if you've received Jesus Christ this, to become a citizen, get some prayer this morning. If you want to become a, um, a more fruitful evangelist, please come on up and people will pray over you and empower you and pray for empowerment over you. And, um, and then for those who have other things going on in terms of healing for sickness um, or other issues going on in your life, come on up and get some prayer about that. We'll continue with uh, uh, worshiping the Lord, and, but invite the, the team to come up now. But thank you for allowing me to share uh, what what is what is on my heart. And, uh, and as Brian mentioned, you know, I'm running a lot, you know, in India and, and, and other places. And, and one, one of the passages, um, Isaiah said it, and then Paul said it as well, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. And so may your feet skedaddle here and there and everywhere, <laughs> proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ, whether it's running, walking, biking, whatever you do, or just hanging out with people, just how beautiful are the feet, your feet, that bring good news. Amen? Amen. Oh, oh, you're my redeemer.